December 21st, 2023. This morning's class is dedicated Le'ilui Nishmat Moshe ben Rachel Michael Fallis Alav HaShalom by his son Solomon Fallis. We're in the Gemara in Masechet Bava Kamand Avtet Amudalef. Let's quickly catch up to uh, what we're in the middle of discussing. So let's begin 16 lines from the bottom, the last word on the line. The Gemara says, Ela achim shehalku. The context is a statement of Ravase. Ravase said, um, money is just like land. <clears throat> and the Gemara is wondering, what does that mean? What was his reference when he said money and land are equivalent? The suggestion in turn at this point is, What we arrived at is the following. Two brothers inherit their father who passed away, unfortunately. They inherit and in turn divide equally. They both collect land, which means to say the collection from creditors will be from either one of them, right? They both hold on to land. Creditors can take, a balhov can collect from a, a yatom, an orphan, a, a, an inheritor of a parent from the land. But the creditor shows up and decides for one reason or another only to go to one of those two brothers, collecting his full amount from that brother. What happens with regards to the other brother now? The other brother seems to be walking around saying, I avoided everything. Some reason he didn't show up at my door. Is he actually off free? Does he get to keep his fortune while the brother uh, who the creditor came to lost? Let's argue that the land's they equal. Land. I, they both have land. Um, what's that? No, no, at this point they both have land. We were talking about land and money earlier. We arrived at man, both have land. Uh, in terms of value of land, it doesn't make much of a difference. We argued, um, according to Ramban Nachmani and Jeffrey Gindi, that one of them has Ziborit or something like that, and the other one has Benonit. That's why they were able to go to one, to answer the question of Tosafot. But ultimately speaking, they both have land and should be responsible to pay back the creditor. Says the Gemara, maybe that's what he was referring to. In Under such circumstances, in such a situation, the brother who seemingly got off free isn't actually off free. What happens? When the Balhov, the creditor, collects from one of them, the other brother now has to pay off his portion. He has to pay half the amount. How does he pay half his amount? Either with land or with money. Says the Gemara, it's a beautiful interpretation. We'll accept it. Fantastic. The only problem is, it doesn't make sense to us that that's what Rabaseh meant because Rabaseh already discussed this matter separately. He had a full conversation of this in the midst of several other opinions, uh, which we're about to read about. And he even was more detailed about it. So the fact that we have two statements from Ravaseh about the same matter, one of them more explicit than this one, makes us believe that this one uh, wasn't really his intent. Where did he talk about it? When did he address this issue? That's what the Gemara says right now. Didn't Ravaseh talk about report his opinion on this issue, again, two brothers, inheritors of the parent, collectors, the Baal the creditors come and only collect from one of them, the Itmar, after all, we have a Memra. Memra means this was what was being uh, recited in the Beit Midrash, this is what was being repeated. Ahim shehalku the brothers who divided the father's inheritance. And the creditor arrives, and he collects from one of the two brothers. First opinion, that of Rav, whom we began reading yesterday, his opinion is, their original division is annulled. It's null and void, and as a result, now that this was taken, let's say they each got $100,000 initially, 
creditor came and collected $100,000 from one of the brothers, they turn to the remaining $100,000 land and they divide that equally as if this is the first division. First opinion. We'll have to explain the logic that underlies that in a moment. Ushmuel Amar Viter. Shemuel alternatively says, absolutely not. It's not the way it works. The way it works is the brother who lost the land, it's exactly what happened. He lost the land. He foregoes it. Viter, Rashi says, Avad. He lost it. That's it. And the brother has it. We'll talk about the logic, halachically speaking, in a moment, not emotionally. The brother who uh, wasn't collected from his lucky day, the one who uh, was collected from. Both got land. They're in an identical circumstance situation. One of them's unlucky, the other one's lucky, says Shemuel. Hold your words, hold your words and protest, uh, Morris Bennett. The words in the Gemara say that he takes a quarter from money and a quarter and a quarter from land. Again, the words of Ravase at face value go like this. When the brother who lost out turns to the brother who had his lucky day and says to him, come on, you have to, fulfill, you have to fill me in with this. The words in the Gemara are, now the brother who got lucky is not as lucky as we imagined. He now pays back a quarter, the words are in money, and a quarter in land. What's that? Don't know yet. Cool. Not sure. I don't know the logic of any of these yet. I'm, I, need, I need a minute. But now, but, but, what's that? No, no. Oh, uh, land and money are... Land and money are both appropriate for payback over here. We'll address in a moment. We'll address in a moment. Um, obviously, if he doesn't have money, he's not paying with money. And money is just, might, might just be a commission. Doesn't make sense. Land and money is equal at that point. Right. It, um, it, it's not necessarily assuming it might. You're going to have to readjust. In other words, you're going to have to. You're going. To, I understand. So you're going to you're going to rewind to the value of the land at the time of division. Uh, that that's the last opinion. Now, first and foremost, before we even go onward, we saw the words of Rashi, which also didn't explain anything yet to us. They just defined the words in the Gemara. Rashi's first explanation in our Gemara, which we'll initially run through with, because that's the way he seemed to have set it up for us, is to read it that way first, is that the vav ha-mechaber, the, the money and land, is not really saying and, it's rather saying or. In other words, there's a choice over here. It's money or land, and all that brother who got his lucky day has to pay is a quarter. He doesn't end up paying a half, he still has a lucky day. Not as lucky as Shimuel would have him, where he gets to keep everything. Over here, he lost a quarter of whatever was collected. We don't have an explanation per se to that, but that's Rashi's initial reading of the Gemara. Now says the Gemara, let me define for you the rationale of each of these opinions. Not sure yet. Quarter or a quarter. No, he came to collect from one brother. He collected from that brother $100,000 of land. That brother now turns to his other brother, says to him, do you know what just happened? I pay up your half. He says, I don't have to pay up a half. I pay up a quarter. I'll give you land or money, whatever my preference is. Quarter total. <coughs> quarter total. $25,000. $25, That's how we're reading. Or quarter money. That's what Rashid told us. He quoted even the Mishnah from Asechet Yivamot. That's why Morris Benning got so angry yesterday, because I was going against the arts columnist. 
That's that's the next line in the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Let's explain these opinions. Rav Amar First opinion that of Rav, the one who uh, Eli is uh, most uh, infatuated with. Rav, what a guy! You're looking out for the other brother. You're putting him on equal ground. Batela Machloket. How does that mechanically, halachically work? Kasavar ha'achim shehalku ki yorshim havu. The question is, conceptually speaking, when we think about it in terms of uh, the nature of a division of land after the father's death, how do we, putting our legal lenses on, envision this division? Was this, how do we see this division? One second, one second. Let's let it, get, let it make sense. So the question is, as the brothers now come, and there's $200,000 of property and land and whatever, now, that land in front of them is for them, together with Betin, to determine who takes what. Okay, we both walk out with $100,000, I chose these lands, and I like that grandfather clock, and that table, etc., and you took all that stuff. As we walk out of Betin, holding some of our merchandise, loading some of it onto the truck, how do we imagine that division, the nature of that division? What's the conceptual understanding of that division? Was it quote-unquote, that was dad's inheritance to us. Dad handed it to us. I know, you didn't see it in a document from dad, but retroactively, using the word that uh, Nathan used yesterday, yesh berera, if you remember the words from Masechet Besa, if you don't, that's all right. We're now envisioning this as a retroactive division. Going back in time, this was dad's division to us. We didn't do anything. There was no business, mechanical, uh, transactional stuff. That was all details. This was really dad's doing. That's the first opinion. First opinion maintains, Rav, that ha'achim shehalku ke yorshim damu. They are envisioned by halakha as inheritors. If they're inheritors, it means that in this moment where the land was taken from one of them, we can and should say, but our lands that we were holding on to we're technically speaking holding on to as dad's inheritance to us. We have equal responsibilities in these lands. These lands, we didn't purchase these lands. I can't say this is mine as opposed to yours. These were our inheritance. We're standing in the shoes of, of, our, of our father, so to speak. That's the first opinion, Rashi. Ki yorshim damu. Again, like inheritors, they are considered of course, they're always inheritors. We're talking about the division, the nature of the division. Rashi, as a result, it's responsibility of both of them. You can't, brother, uh, I'm sorry to say, but you can't say you're off the hook and I'm on. We're inheritors. This is all our responsibility. Therefore, the individual who seemed to have had the lucky day, not really. You got to give it back, your half. Okay? That's. No, he's asking a will with regards to designating which land. Which yes, lands. yes. If there is a will, then everybody's going to agree Kiyoshim Damu. That this opinion is going to be for sure the reality. Because everybody's going to agree with this first opinion, with Rav. I'll tell you why. Because the only reason we can imagine this differently with a will, again, the concept is I am giving the three of you, the two of you, everything. Here are the specifics of the division, but you guys are my continuity on this land. I know, I, 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 I know there's a debt there, and I'm giving this I, guy 
I, I, I know the logic. I, I, I hear it conceptually, the way we see it is, and we will kind of, let me say it differently. Let me say it differently. Dad says, so to speak, in the will, not explicitly, but he says, if a collector comes, I'm now saying you're in on this together. That's the concept. That's what I, so that's what Jeffrey's arguing as well. What I'm telling you is the concept, the idea is father is saying to children, you guys are my inheritors with this property. I happen to be designating the specifics, but you, you guys the share the responsibilities. That's the concept. The next opinion says absolutely not. What's that? That's what we addressed earlier. Absolutely. The lines earlier in the Gemara, if it's, if it's money, we had one of two extremes. We weren't certain. But now, they, they, we're certainly on all oh, oh, that's what you're asking. What you're asking because I talked about the grandfather. Oh, it's just for, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to impress the crowd, yeah. What was the ruling if one had money, one had land, and it came up to the land? There was, there was, there was extremes. We weren't certain. Oh, we weren't certain. The Gemara said either money, nothing or everything. Or right. The Gemara now says, Ushmuel Amar Viter. His opinion, opposite extreme over here. The brother who... Got a lucky day, has exactly that, needs to pay nothing. The brother who uh, they collected from lost all. Kasavar, his opinion clearly is, Ha'achim shehalku lekuhot, u'kelokeach shelo b'achrayut dameh. When we now divide the land, there's no retroactive, this was dad's will, his vision, oh, we're really just continuing this legacy, absolutely not. Dad left the money in a, uh, the money in the land out for the taking for the two of us. We came and we now bartered a deal between one another. This land, I so to speak, bought from you, and that land, you so to speak, bought from me. We made a trade, we made a, we envision this division, we understand this division as a transaction, because ultimately speaking, Dad, Dad did not designate which lands, and as a result, our division ultimately, in the, in the scheme of things, is such that the nature is seen by us as any other transactional uh, situation. What's the halacha in a knowledge of the debt What's that? And it's like a division without or a, a, a transaction without a guarantee. That's an interesting thing we're assuming that, but that's the assumption. It says Shimuel, so to, to state it one more time, there was $200,000. I took 100000 and my brother took 100000 and uh, then the, uh, the, the creditors came and collected from my brother. My brother says, but it's as if I bought this land from you, and, and the debt was already there. I said, that's right, there was a debt already there, but there was no guarantee. There was no guarantee that I had to pay you back at any point. The only reason we assume you then turn back to the mocher, to the original seller, is because we say there's ahrayut, there's guarantee. We talked about this concept in the Gemara. Over here, the claim of Shimuel, for one reason or another, is that halachically speaking, the brothers who divided are seen as purchasers without a guarantee. And if they had a guarantee, that means he lost out. All right, so the first, you go to the first brother, he already lost the land. There is nothing. He can go to the second brother, or at that point, he went to the one that had the, 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 the
No, what do you mean? Your own so land so from the father. Both, so they're both, they're both obligated. They're certainly still both obligated. They're certainly still both obligated. The question is vis-a-vis one another. So they're obligated to the two hundred thousand dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. But one of them, once one of them pays it, the other one's off the hook. Right. And so why wouldn't the other one just say go to my brother? Oh, he might. Oh, he certainly might. Okay. And ultimately speaking. I mean, Jesse says, I'm going to try to do it. But the creditor will, one of several things. Firstly, remember what Tosafot told us. Tosafot told us, uh, the word we were using yesterday is collateral, that there was an apotheki over here. That there's one land designated from that at the time of the loan, that that's where they collect from. So you can't really bounce them to someone else, number one. Number two, you have the Jeffrey Gindi Ramban Nahmani approach. One of them's holding on to Benonit. He can't throw him to the other guy, to the Ziborit. Uh, if it is literally equal situation, although we'd like to say he can't do it, they could technically throw him to one another. I don't know how the creditor is going to decide, but. Correct. Correct. I'm not wasting my time. You owe me. Give it to me. Okay. Says the Gemara now for the last opinion. This is the opinion of Ravase. It seems to say, and we're reading it like Rashi actually, you take a quarter in land or a quarter in money from the brother who had his lucky day. Why so? No, a choice. That's exactly the point, right? A choice. Exactly. A choice. Or Rashi believes it is. Rashi. Right, they're interpreting based on Rashi. Amazing, amazing, Morris, what 24 hours could do. Yesterday I said, and, and you yelled out, no, 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 today? Today, you tell me, how, how could Art Scroll write and? Yeah, uh, or, I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right, yalla. Anyway, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, misapekale. The reason for Ravase is because he was misupak. He was uncertain. What was he uncertain about? Ikiorshindamu, ikilekuhotamu. He was uncertain, Ravase, whether Rav was correct or Shemuel was correct. Rav holds that the brother who had his lucky day is not lucky at all. You turn back and, yeah, of course, and that's what Posek Lahalachai, turn back and the brother who had his lucky day has to pay half. Shimuel holds, well, what a lucky guy, you pay nothing. Ravaseh says, I don't know. It's either all or nothing. Hilkach, therefore, notil Therefore, we envision, we see this situation as one where there's a choice for payment, but quarter of the payment. Why is it a quarter? Because what remains, what remains? It was $100,000 that, uh, that, that he paid up. This brother who had his lucky day technically only needs to pay $50,000, but it's a question of 50 or zero. There's a principle, it'll come up later in our Masechet, that mamon hamutal b'safek, when you have money that you have doubt about, the opinion of sumchus is halkin, you split it. When there's money that has a doubt, we split it. 
So that's what seems to be going on over here. We seem to be saying that since there's a doubt, we split it. What's a split of half? It's a quarter, of course. That's the way we read the Gemara. There is a difficulty. Tosafot quickly addresses this at the very bottom of the page, although they don't really explain themselves. We're not posek halacha like that minority opinion sumchus. We generally say mamon hamutal besafik, a concept we're going to have to return to very significant throughout Talmud. Mamon hamutal besafik, when there's money which is in a doubtful situation, although sumchus says, that's the opinion of uh, Tana, he says, Holkin, hachamim say, you have to bring proof. That's how 99% of the time we're posek halacha. I've told this story more than once. I was in ninth grade. We were learning this halacha. We heard the name Sumchus. That boy sitting next to me just started laughing. So the rabbi looked at him and almost, he didn't actually cry, but the story would be much better if he cried. He said, what are you laughing at? He said, what a funny name. He said, Sumchus. He said, let me tell you something. When I was younger, he grew up in Israel, grew up of a very nice spiritual life. He said, Sumchus was to me like Michael Jordan to you. He said, I can't even imagine that it's a funny name to you. It's a household name to me. It's very funny. It's a very mark, very for me, like a, a moment where I was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, that's, you can have such a household names in Judaism. Anyway, so that's, so Tosafot, however, right, the Tosafot says the reason is because over here we wouldn't say like the opinion of Hachamim. Why not? It seems to be Maharam Shif in the back of the Gemara, Sai Tosafot elsewhere in Bava Batra, that Tosafot's opinion is, and they bring examples, from time to time the rabbis felt we have a different principle over here. They felt logically it made more sense, Rav Aseh did, to say we split over here instead of saying um, uh, why would they believe that? Why not? I'm not 100% certain, but that's the suggestion here in the sugya, according to version number one, version Rashi. Rav Aseh's final line in this statement is notel either a quarter in land or a quarter in money. Why a quarter? Because he's misupak, whether Rav is correct that they're kiyorshin damu, or Shimuel is correct that they're kelekuchot damu. Hilkach, therefore, there's a half of a half, which is a quarter. Yes, Charles? So shouldn't it be in the case that the, the person, the brother That, that's what we're discussing. You, like, uh, like uh, Eli, like uh, Rav. I, I understand. And we're posek that way. Oh, you're back on that. Why don't they just deflect? He can't do so. If the creditor's at the door and you owe that money, you can't just say, I'm not paying. Well, you're not paying. What are you talking about? I don't want to go to your brother. I don't want to land here on Avenue uh, U and, and then your brother lives on Avenue J. I, I want it together. I'm, and, and, and the creditor has the right to say that since you're obligated. I'll go a step further. I'm sorry. I'll go a step further. I have to return you again to Tosafot and Taramban. Uh, based on context, according to them, your land is the land that your father told me I collect from. Your land is the Benonit, the land I, I get to take from anyway. Yeah. yeah. Correct. So, therefore, why should he? Why should the other guy be responsible? I'm taking the land. You're taking the money. I should be responsible. I should should have thought as a purchaser. I have to do my due diligence. In this case, we will both complain. 
No, they are, I, it's not a natural case. It's not an actual purchase case over here. So you're kind of describing it as a purchase case. We're, invi- we're, we're seeing it as a purchase case. Then, so, let's, so then you continue through and you don't accept that one. As a purchase, if I purchase that for you, now a credit comes to me, mm-hmm. and I, I could go back to you. If you have what's yeah, called, if you have been a Hurin, that's right. So, so in this case. Dad is um, dead. My brother oh, has, brother. my brother has equal land to me. But my brother has equal land to me. It has to be some kind of agreement with the body of land. We have to have spoken. We have to say something. You divided this estate. Yeah. We had it in the book, we had it in the discuss, we had to say, well, any possibilities? Uh, uh, it doesn't make sense. If you read the, I mean, if you look at the words, it looks like Rabbi said all he's doing is quantifying what Rabbi said. No, no, no. He's misupak. He's saying that Ashish Kohen Right or not or right, and so he. But it looks if you read the text, it looks like Rabbi said it just quantified. But let me tell you how it's done. Half the not you're getting the money. Okay, so the second approach of Rashi. Yeah, one one minute, Mars. Yeah, yeah. So, understood. Give me one sec. That's difficult. Okay, so uh, we're going to read the other approach in Rashi in a moment. First, we're going to read the Maskana, the Sugya. But even before that, I'm just going to raise the question that Judah just asked, which I alluded to at the very beginning. And that is, uh, if you recall, the Gemara is, in, uh, remember the context, the full context first, because we're going to need that for the concluding one. Full context is that Rav Aseh said, money is like land. We're trying to figure out what he was talking about. The initial suggestion was he was referring to a damager. The Gemara says, no, if that were the case, it would have said, because we had such a statement from Rav Huna. We put that on the side. We're going to return to that. Instead, he must have meant this case. The two brothers, the land, the inheritance, they collected from one. Says the Gemara, but didn't Ravaseh already say that? So Judah just asked, but Ravaseh didn't really say that. The punchline over here in the Gemara is not so simple. It's not money or land. It's a situation of you giving a quarter. There's a lot more details. The, most, the, the best answer I have for you is, and it's the reason I was very careful in the way I said it initially, is Ravase gave a full class on this another time. In other words, it's not the Ha'amar Ravase Hadazimna doesn't mean he already said this identical statement. Whatever you're discussing right now, Ha'achim, Shemet, Belakach, Mehad, Mehem, Ravase already dealt with this entirely. It it doesn't stand to reason he would say it twice, once not clear and the other time clear. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's, you're right, it's not presenting it exactly identically uh, as that opinion. Okay, but it's Ravaseh dealing with this already. Why would he talk about it again in such a funny way? That's, that's the best interpretation to the Gemara that I have on that. What does it mean, uh, the, the maskana of the Gemara, and then Tarashi, what, is, what does it mean in that line? But first, so the Gemara now is stuck. The Gemara says, Ravaseh already said this, and he said it in greater detail. Can't be that was his intention. Rather, says the Gemara in its concluding line, Ela, quote, uh, my, quote, Harehen kekarka. What does it mean? Money is like land. Le'inyan metav. For the matter of paying back with highest quality land to to someone who you damaged. Says the Gemara, Oh, wait a second, that's where we started this whole mess. And we asked you on them, we said, that was Rav Huna's statement. It should have said then, Rav Aseh also said that. Answers the Gemara, yeah, that's right. Emma, change the, change the way you've been saying it. Say, period. Dot, dot, dot. Right, no, say, and so too Rav Aseh said. So everything's erased in terms of what Rav 
Meaning he's agreeing with Rav Huna. Your question was if he was agreeing, how come the, re- the way we said it in the Beit Midrash wasn't? And so too, Rav says, fix the way you've been saying it. Say, v'chem, and so too, Rav says said. Okay, that's what we have. What's that? <laughs> Next generation. V'chem, so too. So there's, so there's a question of whether we're going to view these guys as heirs, purchase, or somewhere in between. Correct. Those are the three levels. Rashi, Rashi Dibura Matahil Ikele says this is, uh, again, this is in the Safik of uh, Rava Aseh. Now, whether we see them as, you called it heirs, okay, good. I said, uh, I said inheritance. No, no, if they're translating it as heirs, it means the same way I messed up debtors. I got to go with your words, right? Ikele Uh, to a certain, g- give it a second. We, we have to. No, 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 no. no, no. To, to, well, one second. Well, one second. One second. Uh, to, along those lines, Rashi alav kilum. If it's lekuhot, that's the opinion of Shimuel. He doesn't get anything. Hilkach, therefore, this is still finishing Rashi's first approach. Therefore, he pays, or yifra, he pays a quarter of the portion that his brother paid. In other words, he pays a quarter of the total medahavale, because this is a case of safek mamon. It's a doubt whether he needs vechol mamon hamutal besafek, and the principle of sumchus is that if money is in a doubtful situation, who it belongs to, Hulkim. According to Sumchus, we split it. And he doesn't take more than a quarter as a result. And the brother who's now paying off can, can get rid of the other brother and say, All right, I'm paying you. With money or with land. Says Rashi, those two letters, Lamed Aleph, Lishna Aharina, second version of the Gemara, more allegiant to the words of the Gemara. Bema'ot mamash, levad bekarka. When the Gemara says a quarter of the money, it means literally a quarter of the money with money and a, and a quarter of land. How do you explain that? Why? One second. Rav Aseh was uncertain about something. And therefore he said you need to do a quarter and a quarter. You need to end up paying a full amount. Well, you might recall there was one jump we made in the Gemara. The one jump we made was when we were discussing the second opinion, that of Shimuel. The second opinion, that of Shimuel, assumed that transactional thing. Remember, kilekuhot, we see them as purchasers. So Jeffrey asked when we said this, we see them as purchasers, but I might be together with my brother a purchaser. They collected from my brother from the land, so to speak, that he purchased from me because we made a transaction on dad's uh, inheritance afterwards. Shouldn't he now be able to turn to me and collect? So the Gemara said, no, 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 there's no guarantee. Who said there's no guarantee? Purchasers, generally speaking, have guarantees. That's the Tosafot discussing this point as well to a certain extent. So if if purchasers have guarantees, it means that Ravaseh, he is uncertain whether to understand this reality like Rav or a different version of Shimuel. Like Rav, the first opinion, the Eli opinion, and that is that they're inheritors, I owe the full amount. And how do I pay that full amount? Well, I pay that full amount as an inheritor, I have to pay it back to my brother now with land. So a quarter needs to be with land as an inheritor like Rav. The second quarter is, I'm sure, says Rav you need to pay the full amount. 
Either you pay the full amount entirely in land, like Rav, or you pay the full amount entirely in money or land. In other words, the full amount, the half of the total amount, what you'd have to do. What's, I, no, uh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, let me do. Let me do numbers. Let me do numbers. And let me do numbers. That's right. I'm talking about. It's a hundred thousand dollars total. Which means to say, my brother now turns to me and says, "Can I have fifty thousand dollars?" Now, according to Rav, Rav, the first opinion that we see each other as inheritors, I now have to pay fifty thousand dollars from land. Period. Why from land? I'm an inheritor. I see this as my responsibility, just like yours. I have to give you back in land. What about according to Shemuel? According to Shemuel, as we have presented in Gemara, zero. But if I adjust Shimuel and I say, yes, it's a transactional purchaser situation, but with a guarantee, when, let's now do, let's move to the side for a second, when uh, you lent me money and someone collected my land and now you come to collect from me, uh, to collect from the person who has my land. That person now is going to turn to me, right? Again, uh, A.B. bought the land from me and Alan collects the land from me. A.B. shows up at my door. Hey, Harari, he took my land. How do I pay him back now? I don't need to give him land. I could give him land or money. A guarantee, the ahrayut, is paid back with money or land, which means to say then, the Gemara is telling us in the Rashi's second interpretation, I can pay back with money according to this version of kemiku hotameh with ahrayut. Because, because he also didn't have to give you back anything in land. <coughs> So that in turn, indeed. So that in turn is what, so again, read it in the in Rashi, Lishna Aharina, a different version, two lines down in Rashi, Mamash, a quarter, meaning $25,000 uh, in money, Levad, in addition to and that's what Rav Asseh's statement meant, when he said that money is like land, he had a doubt. If we consider them as heirs, as inheritors, if I'm an inheritor, I have to, of course, pay with, my, with land. We inherited the land. You need to pay back with the land to the creditor. I need to pay you with the land. I wouldn't be able to. So a quarter uh, it has to be $25,000 because maybe that. Or, or we envision this situation as we purchased one land from the other, and as a result, when I have the guarantee on the land that they took from AB, I can pay back with money. Therefore, says Rabbi That's Rashi's second interpretation. Says Rashi, want to know which one I like? The first interpretation, the one that Morris now is angry at art school for translating it that way, says Rashi that it's an either or is the version that, 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 that he um, prefers. Tosafot, alternatively, in addition to Morris, maybe Judah, uh, prefers the um, second interpretation of Rashi. You can take a look at there um, in order to understand that fully. The Gemara will now, we'll begin it tomorrow, go on to discuss an entirely different issue, ultimately speaking, getting us to the next Mishnah. Baruch Amen, amen, amen. Behind him, Shemar Asa, Kedosh Baruch